0: This is all
1: in for the love of the game. This is Love Said Match. I mean, Andre Agassi had this goal. You don't have to be better than everyone else in the draw when you go out on the court, Like, You have to be better than someone that's across the net.
2: I think you've got to stay active in a sport sense, you know, go out there, do some sports. I think it always makes you feel better, maybe more tired in the very moment, but actually the rest of the day feels better. And then I think giving back as well, you know, making other people happy is going to give you
1: a good feeling too.
0: Welcome to Tennis Pal Chronicles, the podcast to feed your passion for all things tennis. I'm your host, Philip Kim, also known as Coach PK, the tennis pro for the Langham Huntington Hotel. In sunny Southern California. Well, as you know, this podcast is sponsored by Tennis Pal, which is a great app you can download for Android or iPhone and find people to play with in your area. Visit tennispal.com to get on board. Hey, I'm excited to announce that we have a special giveaway happening to win a new head tennis racket. That's right. Loveset Match has joined forces with Conga Sports And together, we're doing a chance drawing to win a brand new Head Radical Pro Racket. It's beautiful. To find out more, just visit lovesetmatch.net and get all the details. Spring is here, so I'm excited to announce some new spring programming happening here in Los Angeles, including beginner, intermediate, and advanced classes led by yours truly if you want more information. Please send me an email to pk at tennispal.com and I'll get right back to you. Well, today we have a special presentation from Dr. Jenna Worswick, a strength and conditioning coach from the USTA. In the presentation, Dr. Worswick shares how to recover from physical activity after competition. She shares some very practical ways to take care of your body when you have just finished a grueling match. I think this information is not only important for competition players, but also for recreational players and weekend warriors who are on the court and pushing their body to do the best that their fitness level can do. So I really think this will be super helpful. She not only talks about physical recovery, but also has great tips on nutrition, sleep, and mental strength as well. I hope you enjoyed this talk, and I hope it helps you as much as it has helped me. Please welcome Dr. Jenny Worswick.
2: Hey, good morning, good afternoon once again to everyone, wherever you might be tuning in and welcome to Net Generation Parents Lunch and Learn webinar using the magic of Zoom. My name is Carl Davies, and I work in the player and coach development department at USTA National located in Orlando, Florida. Jenna is a full-time strength and conditioning coach with USTA. She started as USTA's first strength and conditioning fellow in 2018 and then stayed on as an independent contractor through 2020. Jenna received her MA in kinesiology from George Mason University while working with the Women's Track and Field volleyball and basketball teams as both a dietitian and strength and conditioning intern, as well as a research assistant. Prior to her receiving her master's degree, Jenna completed her BA in exercise and sports science from Nova Southeastern University. She started off in many sports, including gymnastics, soccer, volleyball, track and field, but her main sport was basketball in which she played through college.
1: Thank you, Carl. All right. So hi, everybody. I'm going to quickly talk to you guys um, about what to do after physical activity, which is universally known as recovery. Uh, First, I'm going to kind of take you guys through what recovery is and what exactly goes into it. And then second, I want to kind of keep this practical and possible or as practical as possible and kind of go through example training weeks, match days, what to do post activity. So I'll stop after this first slide and then I'll go into the next kind of asking questions in between. Um, So the first one, kind of what is recovery? Um, There are many different modalities when it comes to taking care of your body. As you can see here, recovery is not just stretching. It definitely includes cooling down, nutrition, sleep, and as well as mental training. Um, For physical recovery, which usually includes a cool down, it can be done as a slow, easy jog or hop on a stationary bike, anything that's kind of available to you five to 15 minutes after your practice, after your match, after any type of physical activity, Um, Next, you would then go into static stretching. So static stretching is different from dynamic stretching. Dynamic is kind of what Lang talked about in the previous one, which is what you do before. Static stretching, think about turning off your muscles. So you're holding a position, you're holding a stretch for about 30 seconds. Do that two times per muscle group. Um, Next would be trigger pointing or foam rolling. So grab a tennis ball, grab a lacrosse ball, which is a bit firmer than a tennis ball. Grab a foam roller, kind of anything that you have available. Um, find a tender spot, soft points in your muscles and kind of hold it in that tender spot and just breathe through it. It helps break up that muscle tissue, helps start to relax the muscles. And that can also also be done with the foam roller kind of anything, but that will kind of help start to turn off those muscles as well. Next would be nutrition. Um, Nutrition is not just a matter of kind of what you eat, but equally, if not important, is when you eat it. So Also with nutrition comes hydration. That kind of depends upon where you are and the weather. So here in Florida, especially, it's extremely hot, extremely humid. Our athletes are sweating a ton. Um, So it's a lot, um, you're losing a lot more in that sweat rate just because you are sweating a bit higher. So just kind of keep that in mind kind of where you are geographically, making sure you're not only drinking water, but you're also drinking sports drinks that include carbohydrates, sodium and potassium um, during and after activity. Um, so any kind of specific questions I'm going to ask you guys, refer you guys to registered dietitian. Um, I'm just going to kind of give generic kind of basic information regarding nutrition. Next up is going to be sleep. So sleep is extremely important. Um, it's not only how many hours you sleep a night, but it's also the quality of sleep. So do you fall asleep quickly? As soon as you hit the pillow, are you out? Do you stay asleep? Once you fall asleep, do you toss and turn kind of things like that? Um, it will help everybody involved if your child and your athlete kind of get about eight to 10 hours of sleep, um, good quality sleep every night. So the reason we say that is because during the during that time, during sleep is when our muscles start repairing and start rebuilding kind of what we did throughout the day. So if you think about kind of a training session, kind of you're adding little micro tears in those muscles through each training session. During sleep is when you rebuild those muscles and then you start to grow every day after that. So... During your sleep is super important for recovery, um, especially days after of intense activity over and over again. Um, Lastly, is going to talk about mental training. So, again, I know you guys have kind of spoken or uh, had these webinars with Dr. Larry Lauer. I totally recommend finding a mental coach, kind of setting in those routines for your child early on as best you can. Um, But breathing is an excellent technique kind of to help recover. There's many different ways you can use Breathing. Um, you can use it, you know, between points, between sets, between matches, before, during, after training sessions. Um, it's really a way you can either use it to focus, kind of set your intention into that training session, into your match. Um, or you can kind of take it on the back end and kind of use it as a relaxed recover. Um, the reason I say that, too, is because your body doesn't really know the difference between stresses. Us and our minds, we know the difference between stress. We know good stress. We know bad stress but our bodies can't tell the difference. So finding ways to manage that stress level, especially as they continue to get older, will help with recovery and breathing also will help with that. So I'll kind of pause there if you guys have any questions you want to chime into. And then our next portion, I'm going to take you through practical applications. So kind of what match days look like, what training days look like and how to recover from there.
2: Uh, We have a question in here. How about taking shoes and socks off and rolling the toes between the matches?
1: Yeah, I was just going to say that, too. So that's definitely a part of your recovery session. So normally what you do is just kind of hop on the bike since you're all sweaty, kind of go for an easy jog, whatever. And then I would recommend changing socks, shoes, shirts, everything. And then from there, start your stretching, start your foam rolling, start your eating and recovering.
2: We haven't had a great question here. Um, Oftentimes there is one to three hours between matches on the same day can you please discuss what kind of recovery is appropriate between matches depending on time between matches? I know you could cover this a little bit later. You want to cover this now or later?
1: I'll go in. That's actually my next slide. So I'll cover that completely in my next slide. Sure. All right. So first we're going to talk about a training week and then the next slide will be the um, match days. So I want to make it as practical as possible, I'll go through example scenarios. So here within player development, um, we our week kind of looks like four full days. We've got Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday of kind of warm up, practice, cool down, stretch, warm up, practice, strength and conditioning, cool down, stretch. That's what our full days would look like. Our half days would just be that morning portion. So you just warm up, practice, strength and conditioning, cool down, stretch. And then we've got one to two off days, depending upon the scenario, and that would be Saturday and Sunday, and that's completely off days. Um, So kind of what I want to touch on here is what active recovery looks like versus a complete off day. Um, Active recovery is essentially what it says. Um, It means you're actively trying to recover instead of kind of just sitting around on your phones, um, you know, just nothing really. So it may look a little different between players, but it could mean, you know, a nap. It could mean stretching, a mobility session, a mental skill session. If you guys have access to a massage therapist, getting a massage, or our version of massage is using the foam roll and trigger pointing, um, or something like an ice bath. An off day is exactly what it sounds like. It's an off day, off of physical activity, giving your body complete time to rest. That is, if not more important than the actual physical activity. If your body has no time to rest, you're not going to be performing at that high level that you want to be. Um, Again, that doesn't mean you sit around, you know, you still eat your balanced meals, you still eat your balanced snacks, you still are hydrating, Um, you may or may not have a day, you know, to go with friends, family, kind of do whatever you want to do, still kind of moving around that body, but taking care of it as well.
2: Sorry, Jenna, could I interrupt you there? Um, There's a number of questions around drinks. Yep. Just as simple as what drinks do you recommend?
1: Um, I mean, definitely here we've got Gatorade, that's a combination of your potassium, sodium, carbohydrates. Um, really any type of sports drinks I would recommend because that also, ha- again, has that combination of sodium, potassium, that uh, carbohydrate. Um, we also have uh, here we've got the Gator Lights because kind of a salt combination. If you're losing a ton of water during, or losing a ton of sweat during your practices, I'd recommend kind of mixing a Gator Light with a Gatorade powder and kind of having that sports drink. Um, I recommend that during especially the summer months, kind of what we just passed through where you're really sweating a lot. You're very hot and humid.
2: Great. uh this is I think you've answered this but just to confirm is water just enough for kids young as seven years old after a one to one point and one and a half hours training sport drink is not necessary for that amount of workout
1: it is sports drinks is necessary yeah. I think once you pass about an hour of uh, physical activity you need to add in that carbohydrate that sports drink all right so a tournament week so, in a tournament week, if you go in tournaments back-to-back, back-to-back weeks, I mean, you could play as one, as little as one match a day. I mean, you could play up to three matches a day, depending on singles and doubles. You know, given you have focus on the proper warm-up and preparation guidelines out by, outlined by um, Coach Lang in the previous webinar, um, I'm going to kind of take you through what to do after the match. So you get off the court, like I said. Head to a bike, head to, um, you know, anywhere you can jog, five to 15 minutes. Just let your heart rate come down. Um, Stop sweating, things like that. Once you do that, change and then head over to a mat or just an area. It can really, I mean, you guys don't always have mats in these scenarios. Just head over to a nice, you know, open pavement, grass, whatever. Start static stretching. Um, like I said, I want you to get hold it about 30 seconds per muscle group. The way I like to kind of set up static stretching is I think of body parts that I've used on court. So a lot of the times for tennis players, it's going to be all legs. It's going to be your spine. It's going to be shoulders. Um, so your glutes, your hamstrings, your uh, calves, your spine, your shoulders, the back, the front, a little bit of your biceps and triceps. So just kind of go through muscle parts or body parts, um, hold it 30 seconds, two times each and move on. And all throughout that, Um, you're just breathing, breathing through those stretches. Um, And I recommend this is part of preparation, but having in your tennis bag, like a snack, change of clothes, everything ready for that day. So while you're stretching, you can kind of consume that snack because we recommend having um, within 30 minutes of completing your match or practice um, a snack combined of carbs and protein. And then within two hours of your match, I want you guys to get a well-balanced meal of carbs, proteins, healthy fats. And again, that can look different for everybody, um, but just having a well-balanced meal. And then throughout that, drinking plenty of fluids to replenish your lost nutrients. Um, next is going to be kind of if you have multiple matches a day. So that's kind of a scenario if you've got one match a day. Next is going to be if you've got a couple of matches a day. So this really depends on how much time you have in between matches. which is going back to that question you guys asked. Um if you have less than 1 hour, I would just do an easy cool down, you know? So go to your light job, go to your bike and just really stick to your carbohydrate sports drink as your snack just because some kids have different digestive issues, you know. Again, that's your registered dietitian um if you've got specifics, but just keep it easy but make sure you're still getting enough in your system. Um if you've got between 1 to 2 hours, again, go through the cool down, you know, change if you need to and eat a small snack like granola or banana, something like that, continuing hydration as well. If you've got more than two hours in your cool down or in your um, in between matches, again, start your cool down. You can have your larger snack as a, or a small meal. So something like a sandwich, yogurt parfait, and you can add a little bit to it just because you've got more time to digest. Um, and then after your second or third match, whatever your day entails, after your last match of the day, your same rules apply as if you've got just one match a day. So Eat, drink, cool down, static stretch, and then get ready for a good night's sleep and then just get ready to do it all over again the next day. At what
2: age do you suggest beginning the cool down protocol?
1: Any age. There's no age limit on that. If you're playing tennis, you have to cool down.
2: Yeah. Another one. Uh, If you can't afford regular massages, when is it best to do them? After a match tournament, before an important match or during training weeks?
1: I would say during training weeks, um, you can definitely do it after your tournament is over, depending upon when your next tournament is. So if you're, you know, if you're going from like tournament to tournament to tournament, I wouldn't recommend there just because time constraints and all of that. Um, but I would training weeks are fine or after the end of your tournament, really.
2: Also, yeah, I'm going to jump in with another question, if that's okay. I well, understand chocolate milk after training is excellent. Yep. Yep. It is. Right. Keep it up. Uh, what about a powder? Okay. That's been already, uh, okay. Do you recommend young athletes take extended rest periods like a month, I guess, in terms of their overall development?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, definitely time off is way more important at a younger age and even older ages, but taking your time off is very important. I mean, that's when your body's going to recover that's when you're going to start to prepare for your next kind of stint of exercise or stint of tournaments or matches or training or
2: whatever it is. Uh, Sorry. I'll go one more if that's okay. Uh, Why not a banana between games versus sport drink?
1: You can have a banana between games. I mean, just sometimes it's digestive issues. That's really the only reason why I didn't say that. Um, But having something very light would be the main thing. It can be whatever your child's comfortable eating, just keeping it
2: lighter. So these questions are coming in thick and fast. Keep them coming in, please. Uh, snacks. There's a lot of questions around snacks. What are some good snacks? What type of snacks?
1: Yeah. Um, some good snacks are between, like I said, just getting a combination of carbs and protein. So, I mean, that can be yogurt. That can be a granola bar. That can be like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Um, kind of really anything to get both carbs and carbs and protein in. We've also got, I think, some resources. I don't know um, the access to it, but we've got a registered dietitian here on site, so We've got some kind of handouts and stuff we've got online, I think, too. We might be able to send the links to kind of stuff that she's laid out for certain s- snacks and meals.
2: Awesome. Uh, here's another one. Uh, is it possible to make your own drinks? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. Again, I would kind of check with the registered dietitian, making sure that you're using the proper things. Yeah. Um, but for sure, yeah, you don't have to buy store-bought things.
2: Do you want to go back to your slides, Jenna? Or-
1: sure. Yeah. yeah, I've just got one kind of thing left um, to wrap up. But So as you can see here on the slide, the – oh, you can go back, sorry. Yeah.
0: Sorry.
1: Yeah, the match day example. Yeah. Um, so this is what Coach Lang put in his presentation um, about preparation. But I just want to kind of go over what recovery looks like in your day. Because a lot of times – Recovery, people just think stretching, which is fantastic. Stretching is a part of recovery. Um, however, a lot more goes into recovery, kind of like I mentioned. So, you know, go through the day, you got the 6.30, wake up, um, you got 7 a.m. breakfast, making sure within 30 minutes of waking up, you get something into your body. Um, 8 a.m., arrive on site, 8.15, to 8.45, you're warming up, and then you've got your tennis match. Anything after your tennis match is that recovery portion. So, your match ends, you start that cool down, you start that stretching, you're in your lunch, you're eating your snack, all that is part of your recovery routine um, until you go into that warm up and that match. Again, anything after that match is all part of that recovery routine. So, the minute that match ends to the minute you pretty much fall asleep and wake up, you're in that recovery routine. Um, I, always like a rec- I always like to recommend to just start light. I mean, these kids, you guys, they're young, they're starting out these routines, they're starting to get all your routines set tackle on one thing first and then from there, build from there. So, you know, first, if you want to tackle on nutrition, great tackle on nutrition first, get that routine set from there, tackle on that sleep from there, tackle on your, um, mental training and things like that. So it doesn't always have to be, you know, super quick into it. Just build it over time. You're going to start to get your routines and it's going to start to make more sense. You know, the more you go through it, the more you're exposed to everything.
2: Thanks, Jenna. Uh, another great question here. I think you've uh, covered it, but I think there needs to be a little bit more insight, if you don't mind. Just the uh, dynamic with the stretches. is it uh, Should it be a combination of dynamic recovery stretches with static or just static stretching during the cool down?
1: So you can look at it two ways. Um, it's definitely going to be more static than it is dynamic. Dynamic is pretty much what you do Pre your match because you're starting to wake up your muscles, you're starting to loosen up, you're starting to get your heart rate up. That's what the dynamic warm up is for. The static stretching is basically you are gonna say you're gonna stretch your quads. So you're gonna go for a quad stretch, you're gonna hold that position, you're gonna breathe through it about 30 seconds, two times through. You're gonna do that kind of for every muscle group. That's what you, I mean, you can think of it as a static stretching um, uh, session. The next way you can kind of look at it as as a mobility session. So there's a bit of a difference between mobility and dynamic. Mobility just means you're kind of working through your stretches. Think of it as yoga, something like that, to where you're kind of moving through the poses, but you're not moving it at a rate that your heart rate's getting up overly like you would in a dynamic. So you can think of like a mobility flow, And that's going to kind of be more of still, you know, stretching, cooling down the body. But it's a bit more movement than static, but less movement than dynamic, if that makes sense.
2: Perfect sense. Yeah, I'm going to take advantage of this next question just because I've seen a lot of adverts with my boy Christian Ronaldo. being a Manchester United fan myself. Uh, How do you feel about massage guns?
1: Yeah, I think they're good um they definitely you know same kind of way you work a trigger point or a foam roll they're just loosening up that muscle tissue um and I've seen I've heard a lot of the athletes do they really enjoy them they think it helps it's beneficial so yeah
2: I'm going to put you on the spot if you don't mind Jenna um we get this question a lot what is the recommending training time for kids eight to ten years old
1: um like work like strength and conditioning
2: per week. Yeah. I guess uh, training time, I guess, including tennis as well.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, we like to set up our days with the younger kids, you know, at least get them in the gym at least two to three times a week in addition to their training. Um, And then again, anything in the gym, it doesn't like, I know it could sound scary to some, but in the gym doesn't mean, you know, lifting heavy weights. It could mean athletic development. It could mean stretching, mobility, it could mean we're running out on the trap or running an on-court session. So it could be very different, um, but I like to put at least two to three sessions in the week just to start to build those routines, um, start to build those warm-ups, those cool-downs, things like that.
2: Perfect. Um, yeah, just a, another one. When you take time off for a month, are you not picking up the racket or are you still doing lessons, clinics, but no tournaments? Is one month enough? per year for about 11 to 12 year olds. I guess that's also going into the training times and recovery and making sure that you do have those opportunities to have some recovery time.
1: Yeah, and I'd say, I mean, you don't have to not ever pick up the racket in that one month. I would just say, just lower the overall volume.
2: Oh, we get this a lot as well. Okay, what age would you recommend, uh, Jenna, to start strength training?
1: Um, I would start, you know, as little as, I don't know, 10, 10 to 11, somewhere around there. But like I said, I mean, if you're, you know, if you're playing, if you're playing tennis, you can start to build these routines in. like, it doesn't have to be strength training with heavy weights. You can start to build these warm up routines, everything, body weight, start to build these cool down routines, again, everything, body weight. And then from there, build up.
2: Yeah, sorry. Uh, my son, nine years old, is having tennis elbow. Oh, uh, okay. What is the main cause? Does he need to have complete pause from playing practice tennis?
1: Um, that one I'm going to refer to a athletic trainer for that, just because they would go kind of more into that. Um, but basically it's going to be a little bit overuse issue too. So uh, working this- on more recovery
2: as well. Yeah the question, what would be a mental recovery example if you lost the match and how would that be different if you won the match? We should uh, refer them to Larry Lauer and, and Dr. Schultz, Sean Fultz-Emmons for those webinars, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, bodyweight pushups, air squats, planks are good. Those are all bodyweight exercises. Yep. Again, a lot of questions about hours per week. Jenna, any other last comments around that piece? Is 20 minutes per day, six times a week, agility training good for eight year olds?
1: Yeah. And like I said, that can be part of the warm up, that can be part of the uh, um, just the warm up or a strength conditioning session itself. Yeah. Thank
2: you, uh, Heap. Jenna, you answered a bunch of questions there.
1: Yeah, I'm glad. 31 that was questions in.
2: <laughs> well done. I think that's a record. <laughs> <laughs> so again, thank you very much. Have a great day.
1: Yes, and for those of you who, you know, don't remember or need the reminder, Tennis Pal, greatest app you could put on your phone. It's available for iPhones, Androids, any phone. Just go to your app store, Tennis Pal, and it's a great place for you to find people to play tennis with. There's videos with instruction. You can find instructors, you can or coaches. Uh, if you're, you can't meet in person, they can. You can find like a video coach, someone who can virtually coach you. It's just a great tool. They even have message boards where you can look. It's almost like a social media for for tennis. Um, post with your fellow community members when you're playing and how you're doing and it's just great fun it's the best app out there and we're so happy that they sponsor us